I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Thumbs, thumbs. Let's all refer to Newcastle as the people. I'm not doing Newcastle today, are we? You can still. I'm sure they'll come up. Yeah, yeah. Like Villa, you know, they obviously lost. Pithy Clyro. <laughs> 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 uh, nice. <dear>. Piff Tannen. <laughs> Piff Richard. Same. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's good. It was there for the taking. It was. Uh huh. Uh, P.I.F. Richard Yeah <laughs> Let's go You've made the right decision ladies and gentlemen Welcome to the Football Ramble West Ham beat the Blues and Ange Ball is here It's Monday 21st of August I'm Marcus Speller I'm the Dijon Antaraja I'm Jim Campbell And I'm Luke Moore Hello everybody, it's Monday, the start of the working week, we're with you, the football ramble, we're with you all the time of course, but specifically the time that you are listening to us. Mm. Jim Campbell's looking very smug, he's I... found some Spanish roots in his blood. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just um, I'm just pleased that you've you've mentioned it's the start of the working week, you've, yeah. you've taken your duties as the person in charge of the weekend very mm. seriously, yeah, nobody yeah. Should you, start you've working. unlocked the working week as much as you unlock the weekend. Nobody yeah. should start work until they hear my voice. <laughs> Is it like the, the hey, I'm the a bell, corporate nightmare. The bell That's what I am, bitch. <laughs> like, I was thinking more Mussolini. <laughs> oh, I've yeah. been called that for hours. Um, right, everybody. Let's do right at home. Nothing. nothing. <laughs> right. Sorry about the bollocks. Uh, let's start with the highlights of the weekend. Luke Moore. Um, I'm going to have to take you all down to the south coast, aren't I? Oh, Don't get an awful amount, a lot of opportunity. Brighton to... played in Wolverhampton. Yeah, just, well, more on them later. Um, down to Fratton Park. Oh. It's got to be done. Listen, it's got to be done. I'll tell you what's going to be done. Down to Fratton Park. Oi! Yeah. Um, because there was a an incident which resulted in 26 minutes of added time, which I think oh. is pleasing, um, because um, one referee, uh, one match day official, mm. went down with an injury, so it was, of course, replaced by the fourth official. Yes. 
Um, and then the fourth official went down with an injury. You're joking. So they had to find another official, which they got out of the crowd. Love it. Love um, it. To, to take them through the rest of the game. It was very close to being called off the game entirely. I think the players went off the pitch and yeah. they weren't sure what they were going to do. Anyway, turns out, my, my sources tell me there were actually two qualified officials in the stadium that day. Right. One was a guy called, he's a bit of a local legend in Portsmouth called Bunny Redding. Is he the guy with the belt? <laughs> No, called? nothing to do with that. Uh, Bunny, <laughs> Bunny Redding. Redding. Yeah, he's Bunny like Redding. he's like a local ref, and, he, and you might remember people listening to this. We, we might have covered this years ago. He's been doing refereeing for like twenty years. Yeah. Do you remember when we covered um, a referee who booked someone for farting in his face? Yes, oh. Jim does. Yeah, that uh, was Bunny Redding. Right. Um, so he was up for it. Yeah, and they said no, no. I think I think they might have said you're too old. There's a lot uh, of flatulence today. Too many <laughs> local characters here. <laughs> yeah, it's not to be trusted. Um, so a guy called um, a guy called Julian Browning uh, who was in in the um I think he was in the hospitality actually at the time. Okay. He uh, he dusted off his uh dusted off his flag yeah. and got stuck in. So um there was a, a, a kind of assistant referee slash match official emergency on the south coast, but the game limped on to a nil-nil draw. Love that. And everyone I, it's superb, isn't it? Like people don't believe that that happens. You know, it's yeah. the kind of thing that you you saw in um, I don't know, like uh, Danny Baker's old videos of football years gone by and all that kind of stuff. Of um, you know, in the nineteen sixty five third round of the FA Cup and that thing, a guy came out of the crowd and referee thinking, "Ah, oh, we're not." Yeah. But there you are. Yeah, you see, in the dizzying mm. heights of League One. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What, yeah. what minute did the injury happen? Um, or that he had to come on. I'm trying to because if he's in hospitality, I'm wondering how much he. It was, it was, I think it was about 55 minutes in, 54, 55 so minutes. Hospitality at Fran Park. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Who would have thought? No, don't be like that. I thought you were all socialists down there. Oh, listen. Can you give us, give us that bottle in the brown paper bag? And get on there? <laughs> Jim Campbell. Uh, Luke may have been to Fratton Park. I went to Thorpe Park. Oh, oh here we go. Nothing football related can compete with that. If, if, if you're listening at home, you're probably thinking, oh, that's nice. A, a guy on a podcast I listened to went to Thorpe Park. Unless you also went to Thorpe Park this weekend, you cannot comprehend what a good time I had. I flew, boys. Yeah. I flew. What, what was so good about it? All of the rides. <laughs> over and over questions? again. <laughs> should be moving on. It was this brilliant. It was possible. great. Just well, Yeah, that was good. I'm glad you've it. still got that glint in your eye. Um, uh-huh. Have you seen any football this week? I've seen all of it. Look yeah. at that. It was see? a busy Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he had his iPad with him. On the roller coaster on his phone. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm um, glad you had a good time. It was great. Aside from that, I, me- I meant to talk about this last week. Um, I'm really enjoying Match of the Day's moody sky background. Right. It's really, really strange. It looks like there's some sort of like portent of doom surrounding all the bald men. Well, they can't um, do that. <laughs> Darren Lick is not bald. No, but there's a, there's a, there's always one. He's on the hair side of the desk. He is. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's working yeah. hard on that. Actually, yeah, Williams I'm, is certainly not bald. But I, I'm, I'm, you've got I'm really enjoying it on the BBC, haven't you? Yeah, That's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Exactly, yeah. So okay. yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with that. Right. There was a lot as well. Fish. Lucas Pakatar celebrating a tackle. Hey, come good. on! You've, 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 he's had three. You've talked bollocks enough, Jim. Vish. Um, so my highlight of the weekend is I went to Loftus Road for the first time in ages on Saturday to watch QPR Ipswich. Right. Uh, but my highlight doesn't come from the game. It comes from just before the game when I met up with, with a mate for a couple of drinks and then went to went to use the toilet before heading to the ground. And while I was at the urinals, a bloke was talking to his mate about how he's been <laughs> he's been embroiled in a in an argument since COVID with his wife. Mm-hmm. Because he wants to put a urinal in their bathroom, <laughs> <laughs> and he and he was just like he, excellent. He was just like he's like the same old argument, same old argument. She thinks it's unhygienic. I think it's practical. I, am I being an idiot here? They wouldn't yes. have them here if it was a problem. <laughs> 
And I, I left thinking, like, it feels unhygienic. It's something feels yeah. wrong. Yeah. I've never once gone to someone's house, ever. Can you imagine if you went to someone's house and you went in there, was a, rhino, a urinal there? It's crazy. You'd be like, this This is a... Something's off here. I need to, <laughs> yeah, you need exactly, to phone yeah. the police. You need to phone, you need to yeah. phone it in, wouldn't Big you? Big time. You'd have to leave. You know, yeah. if, like, you, when you see in the horror movies when they might stumble into a room yeah. Yeah. in an otherwise nice house and it's exactly, full of, yeah. you know, decapitated heads. No plumber worth his salt will do it. No. I tell you what, though. what they should They should compromise there because this man seems quite relentless in his pursuit of uh, pissing happiness. And I think that they should have a urinal outside. Oh, on the you mean. side of the house. Like yeah. years ago, you used to have outside that toilets. Nice, wouldn't it? Nice. <laughs> on the side of the house. <laughs> you don't mean facing <laughs> the street. Not You're facing asking the... for trouble. No, right? no, no, no. He, he should never have sell to... it. No, he would shame him. You mean to your right, to urinal so you can drive your car through? <laughs> <laughs> People buying the house. Oh, I'm not sure, but have a go on it. <laughs> You'll love it. But also the other the other thing my, my mate made the point of saying. What is the difference between? Using the toilet and having a urinal. Totally. Yeah, there is no difference. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's very silly. He yeah. just wants. To, he just likes urinals. I don't know. Um, my highlight was going to be football related. I don't know whether. Go it's on, give welcome. it, give it one. Um, I gave you a football one. Just about. Come on. Uh, no, you did. Uh, Hamer's goal for Sheffield United. You too. Yeah. And and what a great occasion it was. I nearly went for Chris Wood's winner because of the you know the stadium just uh, mm-hmm. went crazy and all the rest of it, but. What a way to score! Uh, you know, you, you, your club's first goal back in the Premier League. It was a beauty. It was, you know, it was, a, it was a loss ultimately, but ah, oh, lovely one, absolutely lovely one, um, gentlemen. Before we go to the Premier League, we have to talk about uh, the Women's World Cup. Spain, of course, beat England one 0 in the final to lift their first ever World Cup. Um, not the most uh, sort of um, romantic stories is uh, is the the Spain women's national team and uh, the president of um, the uh, Spanish FA kind of disgraced himself yeah. really for a lot of people's money, ours included. Mm. Uh, but it's a, an incredible win for them. It's their first World Cup and despite all the um, stuff that's going on uh, within there. There are some very talented football players who rightly won the final. I mean, they were the, yeah, they're the better team. They were the better mm-hmm. team. But from our point of view, it was gutting to see uh, the Lionesses uh, yeah. lose because they've just been... They've, uh, despite them being European champions, I think they've overachieved at this tournament. And I thought there was there was a relentless nature about them despite all the top players they missed for injury. Yes, it it just, that's my point, really. It yeah, felt just the like they wouldn't be denied, if you know what I mean. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I kind of had an expectation, which I hardly ever have for... Um, the England men's team where I thought okay they'll just get this done because you know European champions yeah. they, the adversity they've gone through in terms of losing key players and they're such to... canny operators yeah and, yeah. and, and sadly it, just, they just, it was a real failure to launch they never really, just got, they never really got going yeah. I think yeah Spain's um, possession just strangled them didn't they and I, I thought that, I thought the big turning point would have been the momentum shift of Mary Epps saving the penalty yeah, yeah. I thought okay now yeah. we go because she went absolutely no, she, mad <laughs> She her, wild. her place in, in English football history is, is secure. She's definitely. brilliant as well. She's I mean, you, you would say most of, if not yeah. all, this team, you know, but, but her in particular has been such a great character. Um, and if Nike can get their fingers out and yeah. get that shirt on sale, I'm sure they... <laughs> I don't understand, right? I assume Nike like profit. Okay? <laughs> yeah. They would clean up if they sell that shit. It's utterly ridiculous that it's yeah. not on sale. But anyway, um, but Vish, you were going to say something. But that, I mean, that's probably a really good example of um, where women's football still is because while there has been like a serious amount of progression, it's things like merchandise and even just like general playing kit for, you know, at amateur level and also the fact that doesn't matter how high you get as a women's footballer, you're going to be surrounded by mediocre men. <laughs> um, and, and it was, I think that was quite eye opening in itself, you know, seeing uh, the Spanish coach Vida um, celebrating on his own. I think the fact that so many of those Spain players, you know, putting the performances of their lifetimes, really, mm-hmm. not just in this one final, but 
throughout. You know, Bomati in the centre of midfield for Spain was Which is amazing, unreal, mm-hmm. yeah. a proper glider, yep. a glider's yeah. glider. Um, and it, it, I think, I think it was. You know, even even the Engl- England's injuries, as it were. You know, there's still a lot of um, grey areas around why it seems that um, female footballers, I suppose female athletes, full stop. If you look at what's happening in the AFL in Australia, are so susceptible to. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, serious knee injuries like ACLs and MCLs and stuff like that. But I think just seeing seeing an England team who have won something in the last two years going against a Spain team who haven't won anything yeah. and have that, and even just how the World Cup's been with with all the other teams as well, all the other teams who weren't expected to get out of the group, um, it's been pretty remarkable. Well, it's been a great, it's a redemption story for Spain as well because they were knocked out by England um, yeah. before. So. Well, and in a, in a very tight game in Spain, were quite aggrieved that they didn't win that game in the, in the Euros, of course. But uh, yeah, look, there's. I, I felt a little bit sorry for Lucy Bronze. Everyone, well, not everyone, sorry, but there was a number of people kind of making her the scapegoat and so on. Um, she didn't have a great game. She didn't have a great game, and obviously, I think Walsh had a great game either, actually. But, but the yeah. thing is, but, but when Bronze gives that ball away in the centre of the pitch. But there's still quite a lot to do. Yeah, it yeah. showed you the quality of spent, and the finish was so precise as well. It was an amazing finish. It was it was it was a great goal. I mean, how many other times did, did, did players lose the ball in a similar area or do something like that? It just wasn't punished. But but this England team, as I say, has been has been so good. We wanted uh, to start to off the show today with an easy. We were denied that. We were denied an easy. Um yeah. but it's 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 been incredible, you know, uh to see them play and then the, the obviously the legacy and so on. I mean, to have been European and world champions at the same time. Mm. It would have been quite something. And they yeah. were very, very close indeed. So there's there's plenty of cheer uh, to be had. And incredible that, you know, I, I know a lot of people talk about 1966, even with regards to the women's team. And Viegman said, you know, she had to deal with that as well, incredibly. But I actually, and I get that totally. And I and I, and I think that's fair. But, but don't forget that the first official Lionesses team was actually in 1972. Yeah. So in in a way I it's kind of journey, yeah, yeah. In, in yeah. a way I kind of think don't blight the women with the men's history, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but yeah. It, but it shows you how how, how remarkable um, this is, um, and of course the girls on our upfront podcast um, uh, you you can find that we'll cover this in in far more depth and far more eloquently than than, than we will, but. Um, so, so do search that in, in your podcast app. But yeah, it's it's been a really great Women's World Cup, despite the kickoff times. It's been a, but that's, I mean, that's just to do with no, the, I know, uh, yeah. the that's, they haven't chose that. <laughs> well, no, I'll blame them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's been great. And uh, sadly, it didn't end uh, with a win. But uh, And no least... one feels that more keenly than you, Marcus, as the biggest England fan in England. Yeah, mm. well, do you know what? Just I, I, the, the first World Cup I really watched, um, the last one, I think it was 2015. I remember being gutted when that free, own goal put them out against Japan and you see then finally see them get to a final and think here we go come on and then when the game starts you've watched that enough in, enough football to just know when Spain had a stranglehold and English teams whether it be men or women um, always struggle against uh, possession Spain. because yeah. it's possession yeah. really yeah. you know which was why that Euros win um, uh, against Spain was was, was, was amazing um, but there we are nothing to be ashamed of of course um, uh, but it was great to see Mary Queen of Stops <laughs> uh, give us one more cheer in the final. All right, chaps, uh, let's move on to the Premier League. Spurs 2, Manchester United nil. Ange Ball. Hey, yeah. much better from Tottenham Hotspur. Look, more, you were at the game. I was at the game. It was an amazing atmosphere in there as well. Um, I was kind of interested, as I said on Friday, what the atmosphere would be like if Spurs didn't start that well. Um, but the atmosphere was great throughout, to, to, to give Spurs fans credit. And um, again, I just thought Manchester United were... So poor. I, the, 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 they've got problems. Like, Ten Hag's a bald fraud. <laughs> well, someone posted the record of them, the Man United's record under him away from home against big teams. And it's yeah. very, very poor. But I don't want to get into that particular point. What I wanted to say was just that 
You'd expect them to make an adjustment after Monday. Yeah. Monday yeah. was, I mean, Monday was terrible. Um, and they didn't seem to do that. And they, they, they had their moments, of course, because they're Manchester United and they've got good individual players that can do that. But I just thought they overall were so poor. And the, and the problems they had in the first instance in against Wolves, which was this midfield situation, was evident again. And it was only really because Spurs wouldn't get out of their own way to start with. Her first time game under a new manager, playing a different type of football. You can't understand that. Mm. A lot of expectation. Mm-hmm. Um, once they found a way of getting out of their own way, they were by far the better team. Far more coherent, far more mm-hmm. um, co- you know, can say coherent football. And in the middle of the park, I don't know if Casemiro's just not up to speed yet because he's not match fit or whatever, but he needs help big time in there because although I rate him, obviously he's been one of the best midfielders of this era. Um, he's looks at all at sea. I mean, Mount's, Mount's start to May United has been very inauspicious. Early days, of course. Just, there was just no real great performances from anyone in the, in the United. I find it odd that someone like Anthony, and obviously Vish will have a more rounded opinion on this than me, but like someone like Anthony, I know it's the fee's not his fault, but... How are they going after a player well, and paying that much for him? He's so predictable. He's the most yeah. predictable you, forward player since. You didn't predict it when he did that little twirl, the three hundred and sixty with the ball. Okay, he does. He's there either. What you, yeah, so okay. you got to say about that? He's either predictable or pointless. Right. Yeah. That's there you what go. I to say about <laughs> good show. That. But, but I thought Spurs were good. I thought as soon as they get Madison on the ball, I think he'll be a legend there if he carries on the way he's going. Yep. The only the only kind of slight criticism I throw at Spurs way is just a bit. They look a bit light up top. What? I think yeah. I think Richarlison is for whatever reason it's not working out for him at the moment there. Um, he doesn't give you goals, or he certainly hasn't done. And I think I, I, I worry about Son as well. I wonder whether he actually is well suited to be the main man there. He's been made captain. They're making quite a big deal out of it. And he looks a little bit lost as well. So they need to bring someone in who can score goals. Other than that, I thought they looked great. Yeah. I mean, what about Manchester United, Vish? I mean, it is quite concerning. Although, you know, they did have one or two chances. I mean, Bruno Fernandes had that glorious one. Yeah. With they, a 50p head, as we used to call it. Yeah, and they hit the, I mean, Anthony should have scored as well, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It was always funny because I agree with you. Anthony's very predictable. And yeah, I don't know who it was. I can't remember who it was, but showing him onto his left foot in the box. When yeah. He hit the yeah, box. yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Um, yeah, there was... <laughs> It was quite frustrating. And, you know, Luke said there should have been a reaction since Wolves. I mean, they've had a whole preseason as well, yeah? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, you kind of think, surely they weren't all running after Mason Mount. Yeah. <laughs> like, surely yeah. someone was on the training ground doing something. Yeah. That's been the most disconcerting thing. I think, like, you, you want to start well at home. And they didn't really do that, but they mm-hmm. got away with it. And then you go to Spurs and you think, right, they've lost their totem here. You've mm-hmm. basically taken out one of the pillars of that new stadium mm-hmm. in Harry Kane. And you know that you can work with that home crowd to a point like you can oh, definitely you know you can you can poke them a bit get them turning on their own players or whatever you know the atmosphere at that ground has not been good for the last year or so it'd be streetwise yeah exactly yeah and an experience and i think the thing that really you know, I thought, you know it's a it's a small thing but it really spoke to a, a, a total lack of I'm trying to find the right, right word here. Not necessarily confidence, but just like... Well, Cohesion, street, I, used, I think. Street, well, I'll use street yeah. smart for this example, yeah. yeah. So Bruno Fernandes gets um, booked for complaining to the referee about another booking. Everyone who's come into this season knows that referees are clamping down on that kind of stuff. Everyone yeah. knows, obviously, that Bruno Fernandes is one of the, one of the more vocal um, players when it comes to remonstrating with the referees. Mm-hmm. He's a senior figure in that, in that team, you got to hold it together a bit better now. Mm-hmm. I, I, w- I was willing to give him a bit of rope last season and, you know, previous times because, you know, putting pressure on the referee, that's part of the game. But 
it just spoke of a, a kind of a lack of intelligence. As well, it what did you think of his, his, What did you think of his comments after the game? Then he said uh, about the decision not to give the penalties. Yeah, I want to see if John Moss also comes to apologise to our dressing room, like they said he did to the manager well, of Wolves. Yeah, yeah, I hope he's makes, here and can come. That that kind of I, I understand what he's getting out there, but then you know I think Spurs should have had a penalty when Martinez took out Romero. But it's the, the it's, it is that like, kind of whinging, moaning tone. But that's, well, it's but also that's, he's, he's very emotionally led. Exactly, exactly. Does, and he can't yeah. moderate that. And that's what he is. It's a bad I mean, leadership quality. We saw him in Sporting years ago. And he was everywhere like mm. that. He was always like that. And yeah. I think I think maybe it, it partly speaks to the fact that he was a big fish in a smaller pond in Portugal, and he's obviously been um, encouraged and and bigged up on that kind of area of his game. But I think it's a, a, almost an, a, an entirely inherent part of who he is. Yeah, and and that, and I think it's made worse by the fact that he is solely responsible for all United's creativity. Like he is, without... well, surely Mount is in there to help out. A bit. Well, no, but Mount's not really. Mount is more of a facilitator. Also, I don't think Mount should be playing that deep. To be honest, well, yeah, he has I... to because of Fernandez. There yeah. is a midfield balance which is not being created there. I mean, Jim Roy Keane was unimpressed with them, and he said that Norman Whiteside and Frank Stapleton would have been better um, subs than Anthony Martial. Um, presumably, he thinks that a 58-year-old and a 67-year-old <laughs> would be better options than than what's going on. He currently. probably means that right now, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. yeah. I mean, as has been pointed out, Martial does seem to have been there forever. So maybe yeah. to Roy Keane, he is around the same age. <laughs> yeah. has, has anyone ever been more like? I mean, I know you guys said Neymar the other day, but has anyone? Martial's got to be up there for being likely to go to the Saudi. Well, yeah, they're yeah. in for him. Yeah, well, of course yeah. they are. Yeah, it makes yeah, perfect that, sense. That does make perfect but, but sense. But the question you've got to ask yourself from a Man United point of view, and you know, Vish says, well, Fernandez is the only one there that can do any creative, creative thing. And you mentioned Martial coming on as a substitute as an option. They also bring on. Um, I thought Dallo looked quite good when he came on. Um, Palistri they had to bring on as well mm-hmm. how are they in a position where they're starting a game with Anthony and Garnaccio and Garnaccio's a good young player I mean, we've seen yeah. him tear p- teams to pieces before um, and he's definitely got a lot of ability but this is a team we're expected to, to build on a mm. really big season last season like a proper like yeah. okay now, now we can put all that shit behind us and move forward and they're starting the opening games of the season with these kind of players, I think it's 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 a very very difficult thing to justify. I don't yeah. know. I, I I wouldn't necessarily put it on the players because I think you know you mentioned there Garnacho being as good as. Well, he you got to put it on them. If they're going to be picked, they're going to play and they're going to do their best. It's not about the players. It's about the leadership. Well, but but you know, I was having this conversation with uh, United supporting mate of mine. I, was like, I don't really know like what we are. I don't really know what Manchester United is as as a, like, a footballing entity. Like yeah. mm. when they go on, how are they going to play? Oh, you know, counter attack. Everyone counter attacks. Yep. You, you don't have you know the yeah, you're right. you know the market on yeah. counter attacking well the issue with that as well is what everybody noticed and has pointed out since the wolves game was that they seemed really vulnerable to direct runners through the middle which is yeah. you know pretty a pretty that, simple element of the game the midfield and is pa- not balanced pa- pa- sars goal was a great example of yeah. that as as he he made that run unchallenged through that like triangle of the midfield players and just 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 kind of ran onto it what midfield. became a very easy they chance were there for, for the taking and, and as we yeah. said casemiro is going to be exhausted if he's not already <laughs> Mount is, I mean, Mason Mount, people think, where's his best position? Is it at just behind the front line or is it in the front line? That is the type of player he is. Yeah. Bruno Fernandes doesn't want to be doing doggies and running back and all the rest of it. You said he's the creative fulcrum of the team. You are left with Casemiro and you're left with the, the, the back four uh, and the fullbacks who are fairly competent, but it's, 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 it's so open and Wolves showed that and Wolves are not a particularly good side. Yeah, and I think the other thing that really stood out, and this is more actually a credit to Spurs, they were so much fitter. Like, yeah. Oh, were, definitely. They, well, that, and let's, let's talk a bit more about Spurs. Yeah, we should. Because Postacoglu's come in there, and we've been keen to see what he would do. They play against Brentford, who have started the season very, very well. And now they've got a marquee result against Manchester yeah. United. But 
I think it's just a marquee start. Like, uh, you know, obviously the, the stature of Manchester United and beating them as they did will carry forward, but I can't remember the last time I heard the stadium like that. Maybe, well, that, maybe the Arsenal maybe the Arsenal win when yeah, they yeah, helped them qualify for the Champions League a couple of seasons ago. Yeah, I was at that game as well, and that was, it was kind of similar to that. What it was, it was an atmosphere imbued with hope. Exactly. And, yeah. and, and an, an idea that actually we may not be, you know, Ange Postecoglou may not be a guy that if you're a football fan, you can pick out of a lineup like mm-hmm. you can with a, a Conte or a, yep. or a Mourinho. But actually, here's what he wants to do. He's not phased by the arguably the best player in their history leaving. Um, everyone knows their job and it's a coherent performance. Now, it may not result in a win every week because, you know, that's what football's like. But everyone knows what they're doing. And if you look at the solidity of what they've got there in the middle of the pitch... Um, I think, although I was quite negative about Vicario in pre-season, I watched a couple of Spurs pre-seasons game and he looked absolutely terrible. He was fantastic mm. on Saturday and made two really good saves and was um, really comfortable you know, starting off attacks and all the rest of it. Mickey van der Ven looks brilliant. He looks like a man grown at his age and he looks like he's tailor-made for the Premier League at, at 22. Um, Romero is really important for them and has been for a while. Basuma and Saar, mm. talk of the balance of the midfield markers, mm. Basuma and Saar, particularly Basuma, I mean, he's everywhere. Yeah. It was surprising and, they couldn't and, get the best out of him last season, wasn't it? it and, well, I think it's just because, because Conte was just being so, just sulking. That's just the reason. Sulking. Yeah, well, he was yeah. sulking about it. He looks, and, he looks trimmer. It might be the kit, but Basuma looks... Maybe. Like and, 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 and here's the thing, and this is why I say Madison could be a legend at the club. The, as soon as they got the... As soon as they realised... Give the ball to Madison yeah. mm-hmm. because Casemiro's not got the legs to keep, yeah, keep yeah, up with yeah, him. Totally. He drifts everywhere. No yeah. one can keep yeah, up yeah, with him yeah, yeah. and no one can cover him. He just pulled the strings. And like I say, the only the only drawback for Spurs at the moment is that, ironically, they haven't got... Already they look like they haven't got someone who can bang loads of goals in. Yeah. And that's probably understandable given they've been so reliant on who they've been reliant upon until now. If they can sort that out, which is a big, um, which is a big um, ask because it's obviously tough to find strikers who are going to score loads mm-hmm. of goals. Perhaps Tony in January would be someone to look into. Um, other than that, I think they look really good. Yeah, the market's still open, so they'll probably you know fix that or at least address it. And there, you know, this is obviously a project building exercise uh-huh. at this point, and it cannot be stressed enough how important the feeling around the club is at the beginning of that cycle. And they look like they've got everything in place mm. to be moving in the right direction. It's exciting times for Spurs, Jim. Apart from when you look at their bench and you go, oh shit, yeah, they lose a bit of momentum <laughs> when, they, when they bring on like Ben Davis and... Hulibur. Ben Davis smashed in the second. <laughs> <laughs> It's a scream harshly <laughs> given as an own goal. I just think Hoybjerg and Perez, I'm not really sure. No, if, they're, they're, if they're scoring goals like that and getting away with handballs like Romero's, then yeah. they've got a chance. <laughs> exactly. They've got a chance. Uh, well, that man who left Spurs, of course, Harry Kane, did you see he scored and assisted on his Bundesliga debut he in Bayern's 4 0 thrashing of Werder Bremen? It, the, the assist, they talked about like having quick players, you know, running beyond him and he can drop the even side. Four minutes in, it yeah. just played out beautifully. He's like going to have that. a lovely time. Just there. a little flick and then, oh, did you see his uh, interview at the end of the match when he was like, you know, always hard playing away from home, um, but it's, you know, great to come away with a 4-0 win. <laughs> yeah. it's like he's, Welcome to Bar Munich, Harry Kane. <laughs> it's almost like he's been institutionalised. Yeah. Like, right, I, I think in a way it starts to bring its own pressure because you, you start hearing like conversations about can Bar Munich win their 420th title in a row. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're Harry Kane, you're thinking, oh shit, I don't want to be the, denom- the common denominator. Yeah, but also yeah. the, the expectation on him seems to be like, well, he's going to get like a Lewandowski amount of goals and it'll be 40 odd easily. He's like, And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, of course he's going to get that. He's like, yeah. all, right. all right then. That's an awful lot of okay. goals. Yeah. It's a bloody yeah. lot of goals that is. Uh, dear me uh, gentlemen before we go uh, for a break um, I want to give you uh, some information that came out of the uh, Thurlow Nunn Eastern Counties League 
on the weekend. Well, you played in that league. You probably have, haven't you? I, I think I still do. <laughs> uh, Luke, you said that the game at Portsmouth was nearly cancelled. Well, Tower Hamlets FC uh, game uh, was called off on mm. Saturday. It was not to do with uh, officiating reasons. Uh, the club account tweeted the following. The referees called the game off to the surprise of both teams. The reason? Geese poo on the pitch. Both teams worked together to clear whatever was left on the pitch, but the referee was not interested. Laughable, really. Yeah, I mean, that's that shows you the real kind of commitment of like Saturday and Sunday footballers at like the grassroots mm. level. You turn up, because you know how much you, how much of a buzz you get about playing a game. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm looking forward to this, it's going to be great. Yep. You turn up and there's an issue and sometimes it's called off. I've, I've been, I've been party to many of those things back in the day, but they've got so much commitment they want to play. Mm. We'll clean all the shit we'll off the pitch together. Yeah. <laughs> Come on lads, kick it. And the referee's just gone, nah. Yeah, there's like a lot of it in the centre circle. It's taking too long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely knackered. I'm not sure I can play now. I'll be shoveling shit yeah. in the morning. I'm playing ticky tacker with the job. <laughs> oh, but the thing, but the thing is, is that, is that so? If a Premier League manager, you know, if you're losing the game, is that like a little little dust, joker dust on there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, look, hang on. There's a geese jobby on the pitch. <laughs> oh no, is geese, is goose poo that bad? I think it Presumably is. It's quite it? small and easy to get rid of. I thought right? so. You're not it's, talking sorry, about I like... keep calling it geese jobby. Yeah, it's, it's probably right. a lot of them goose jobbies. There was probably more than one. So yeah, I'd imagine. So. Or that, do yeah. you reckon it was one goose? Well, I tell you what, if it was, I'd... do you reckon oh, it was that... Dan Gosling? <laughs> Gosling. Well, Gosling's a young goose. Gosling yeah, is literally Gosling the name of a young goose. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I just and his name. Yeah, yeah, it worked. You get the double meaning. Yeah, true. All I'm saying podcast off. All I'm saying is. Um, there's a difference between if you tread in the dog poo mm. and you tread in the bird poo, mm-hmm. the bird poo's not as bad. So I'm saying here, what's your cut off? Yeah, yeah, that's true. A lot of players might have been like, do you know what? It doesn't matter. I haven't seen the pictures. I don't know how much there was, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying if it was full of dog poo, you wouldn't want to play. Yeah, that's If true. it's bird poo, it's not that bad. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Well, they're cleaning it anyway. Exactly. I don't understand what this guy's problem is. The referee's not going to hit the deck anyway. No. He shouldn't care. Maybe it was he, Robin. He, had, he double booked himself. Jim, yeah. Maybe it was Robin Goosens. There's <laughs> <laughs> two there. Robin. He, yeah. he Bird went, and the goose. He, he yeah. went home to get it. There we are. <laughs> right. Let's have a quick break. There's two there. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills, or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Um, human beings sometimes need to get punished. Welcome back to the Football <laughs> Ramble, everybody. <laughs> Thanks to our Patreon friend of the Ramble, Alex, for sending us that from Jurgen Klopp's post-match interview after Liverpool beat Bournemouth. Um, interesting stuff indeed from Mr. Klopp. Yeah, and now it's time off the back of that. They'll be delighted to hear it's time for Betfair's Ramble Acker Roundup. Um, Every week we're placing the £10 Acker on four match odds 90 markets across the Premier League uh, where any winning bets are paid out at 90 minutes. So you don't need to worry about any uh, stoppage time drama ruining your bet. So we had four games at the weekend. Marcus, you were in game one. You picked Liverpool to beat Bournemouth and the result was? Liverpool win. Stick it in the bank. Uh, Andy, number two, he's he's not even got the stones to turn up today. He's not even got the John Stones to turn up today. He picked Man United to beat Spurs. The result was a comprehensive Spurs win. Um, So that uh, that let, let everyone down. Uh, Jim, you picked Chelsea to beat West Ham. You've let everyone down as well. Do you want to explain yourself? Uh, Yeah, I thought Chelsea would win, but West Ham won. (laughs) Sounds comprehensive (laughs) enough to me. And game number four, I picked Aston Villa to beat Everton. They absolutely battered them, so I'm back on the horse officially. Uh, We didn't win that one. (laughs) Two out of four. So we had three out of four, then two out of four. We're still fine on our feet. We're getting worse. Um, (laughs) There were two stoppage time goals in the Premier League this weekend as well. Um, and don't forget Betfair donating £10 to the charity part for Prostate Cancer UK mm-hmm. for every stoppage time goal in the Premier League this season. As I said, there were two. West Ham scored in the 95th minute against Chelsea, therefore embarrassing Jim. And Brentford scored in the 92nd minute against Fulham, therefore further embarrassing Mark. Well, actually, no, because I knew about this donation to charity. So when I was uh, at the game, when Brentford did get that injury time, okay. when I leapt up and celebrated. In which case... Thank you to Marcus, Yeah, it says here. There we go. Uh, and remember with Betfair this season, when you place a bet on their match odds, 90 markets, you will get your winning bet paid out in full at 90 minutes. So there we go. There we are. Um, uh, by the way, that little mention of uh, Klopp there, punishing people. Um, uh, did you know that Klopp um, is uh, is quite keen on the old uh, paddle uh, sport? Do you know that one? It's sort of oh, a mis- yeah, yeah, yeah. mishmash between uh, tennis. tennis and squash. Yeah. Well... <laughs> One of our national newspapers apparently is uh, running a story saying that TV executives are considering staging a paddle tournament for Premier League managers. I love that this implies
realise that they can't say no. Yeah. Like, this, is, this is part of your well, you, contract well, with the Premier League. You're doing it. Yeah. 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 Oh, Roy Hodgson v Eddie Howe, it's a mismatch. Oh, too, <laughs> too much football, is there? What about a different sport? Yeah. <laughs> Involving footballers. Yeah, well, it's, it's very popular. So Brentford have a court at their training ground because Thomas Frank is, is said to be one of the best players at the club, as you could imagine. Yeah. Oh, would big be. time. Yeah, Headband yeah. for his hair. Damn yeah. right. But Klopp and Eddie Howe are very, very keen, as I said. So um, it could happen. Wouldn't yeah. that be amazing? And well, if you say no, that's a paddling. <laughs> <laughs> well, you reckon Roy wouldn't be able to cut it still? Oh, I think he I think he would give it a good go. He'd have a tiny pair of shorts on. Oh, right? he would. Yeah. Yeah. Admiral. And, and it, yeah, and he'd have an advantage. Roy. He'd have an advantage because he can turn his head night to <laughs> 60 degrees so he can see the, uh, see the ball. Yeah, yeah mate, that suddenly makes him the favourite, surely. That's, that's not an advantage. It is because the ball goes over your head. Yeah, because you've got um, a wall behind you that you yeah. need to negotiate. True. I'm just thinking that if you're watching it go behind you a lot, then. He'd be up on the wall. He would be. <laughs> Looking to, looking to pray on the ball. Yeah. yeah. Get a good view Roy, of the ball. Roy, stop picking the ball up on your talons. <laughs> drop it over the other Swoop, side of the net. Swooping that lady. Yeah. Can't keep doing this. Don't yeah. sit on the ball. It's not... <laughs> oh, dear. Roy, the ball's hatched. <laughs> it's hatched another smaller ball. You imagine oh. Guardiola buzzing around a paddle. Oh cool. dear! Oh yeah, shirtless. No jumper on, sweating through it. <laughs> Either yeah. or, it would be it would yeah. one or the other. But let make it happen, TV execs. Yeah, they've never listened to us before. Everybody, why would they no. listen now? Um, Five let's... pilots on commission. <laughs> the ramble. Really? I was yeah. only involved in two. I oh, know, yeah. All oh, right. That's probably why we failed so Use much. that cardboard cutout, yeah. did you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, let's go back to the Premier League. West Ham 3, Chelsea 1. Huge win for the Europa Conference League champions. And to, to make everybody uh, keep that at the forefront of their minds, the, the, the Conference League trophy was on display uh, by the side of I the I love pitch. that flex. It was brilliant. Yeah. And then there was a section of the crowd who held up um, that will... You know, with the, the, the little sort of... Um, what, what do you call it? Sort of Banners? Banners? Would it be placard? Not placard. Like TIFO. Like a Tifo, you know, one that uh, created the trophy. They're just like, remember, yeah. well, we I, are I, European champions of sorts. When I, when I saw that, what I thought they should have done, it had a plinth next to it yeah. for where Chelsea came out, which is a massive pile of money. <laughs> That'd have been nice. That'd That's have been true. nice. And a little plinth, because when they play Palace, Roy can see it. Little bell on his foot. <laughs> <laughs> little yeah. hood on. Yeah, DJ. Night game, of course. Um, Let's not take the piss here. <laughs> It's not even a dead mouse. Um, but uh, Pete, talking of people taking the piss, James Will Prowse is taking the piss out of you. He was fantastic. He was wasn't fantastic. He's back Excellent in the Premier delivery. League. Got an assist. Great corners. Um, and again, he's left the South Coast, which uh, only a few people managed to do, yourself yeah. included. Yeah, it's hard uh, to get you, out. You've got to be impressed with. Yeah, the, I like him now. With the England man, I like him now. Yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> plays for a proper club now, so I like mm, him. He does tune. look a little bit out of place in the kit, doesn't he? Takes a while Takes for some time. players to feel like they belong at a club. That I would send him a, a quick word of warning. If that's okay, I'm happy to, to to say, look, you know, he's fantastic. He's mm-hmm. played really well, and he and he really actually embarrassed Chelsea for the amount of players they've signed and mm-hmm. all the money they've spent. I know. He wasn't cheap himself, but I think for in today's market, he was relatively not too cheap. Bad, yeah. yeah. Um, what I would say is this: in the post-match interview, mm-hmm. he did have a habit of referring to himself in the third person. Did he? He was asked about Declan Rice and is it big shoes to fill? I know he's a slightly different player, but he was talking about the players who've come along in the past and, and gone gone somewhere else. And he said, "I'm not interested in what Declan Rice has done. I'm interested in what James Ward Prowse can bring to this football club." Yeah, that is a bit. And I just thought, okay, you're back in the Premier League, nineties as well. Yeah, come on. Bit of razzmatazz, I like You're it. You're not Chris Eubank. He's Might a very, very middle class man who's just joined West Ham. He's yeah. got to show a bit of boxing chat. Yeah. And I think re- it feels a bit like boxing hype. It does a bit, it does a bit. Refer yeah. to him, he should refer to himself as JWP, that would have been better. J-Dubs. 
Jake Dubs, yeah. something, something we can get behind something like that. Uh, but Jim, you thought Chelsea were going to win. Obviously, they didn't. Did. Yes, uh, it was. <laughs> it was. Uh, I'm not slacking. We're, we're all as one. I'm delighted they didn't. Yeah, well, yeah. in some ways, yeah. Um, but, but not for Cherry. But what, what do you think of Chelsea so far this season? Because they look pretty good against Liverpool, and were probably yeah. uh, disappointed that they didn't win the game. And they did have moments here, but it's a poor result at the end I, of the day. I, th- I think they're likely to be inconsistent for a while, simply because it's not just that they're um, you know trying to introduce a lot of new players and, and and there's a new manager coming in trying to sort of you know mold them into a team it's that there are there's a lot of young players there mm. as well and so that's that kind of complicates that even further so I think we're going to see a lot of up and down results as I said um, I think it's really good for Carney Chucklemaker to get his first goal oh, he, was, he, was a, he was a um, you know a bit of a surprising signing last season I think he was very highly rated at Villa they were, mm. they didn't really want to let him go and then he sort of as so many players did drifted a little bit in that mad season they had last year but uh, we really saw what he was about there and that that's pretty exciting. Um, Raheem Sterling seemed at the races. Yeah, again. He he certainly, you know, uh, caused West Ham problems, obviously won the penalty, Enzo Fernandes missed it. Yeah. Um, So there's no doubt there's talent in that side. It's trying to gel it together. I would imagine the first training session or even the first game, really, of the season was probably like the first episode of Squid Game. Just all of these people are like, what's happening here? Why are there so many of us? This is really confusing. I thought it was go around... Tell everybody your name and something about yeah. yourself. <laughs> Why is there a you box of money? In, you couldn't fit. Why is there a box of money hanging from the ceiling? <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I mean, Mikhailo Madrid has had another difficult game. Um, Madueke kind of didn't have a huge impact when he came on, but I mean, Madueke, from what I saw of him last season, looked a really, really good player as well. He, Pochettino just needs to know what his starting eleven is, isn't he? And he can't possibly know that. Good yet. for Casado to get some minutes in a Chelsea jersey. That was um, that was silly, wasn't it? Oh, what a shame! You've, you've just got to feel sorry for a player in their debut when they, you know, mm. do something like that. The, pro- the problem is that he'll um, improve. Though. They've got so many. They just obviously that's just a really simple point to make. But they've just got so many players, and Pochettino likes working with a small group. Yeah. yeah. And so he's know, not going to offload them. Do you know what I mean? They're not going to start selling. And, and that's the thing. And and. They may offload some of them, but of course they can only really do that depending mm-hmm. on where they go till the end of this month. And then he's got this just whole maelstrom of, of mm-hmm. personnel to deal with. And I think when you go away to West Ham, and I know they had a little bit of a... I, I get the impression based on some of the interviews you've seen and, and listened to some of the players speak that they were... West Ham was a little bit confused as to why it happened in the Premier League the way it happened last mm-hmm. season. They were obviously so um, intent on, on winning that Conference League that everything just went by the wayside. I think it's hard to make an argument they're as bad as they showed in the Premier League last season. Yeah. I think they're quite a coherent unit. They brought one or two in just to slot in. But, you know, you look at the the team um, that they played at home to Chelsea, and it's like it's pretty familiar faces. Mm-hmm. They can't know what they're doing. We talk about and, we talk about moods of clubs and so on. And exactly, it looks you know obviously the the Europa Conference League trophy kind of gets everybody going. It does. They played the highlights and it was cheering and so on. And the but, but, the... but again, you talk about Spurs getting a marquee result, you know, that it's against, you know, an old rival as well. It's a, and stuff. there's something it's quite... a wonderful start to the season. It is. And I think there's something quite poetic and quite kind of, if you're a neutral, which I am here, there's, a, there's something quite poetic and pleasing about the way Antonio scores wow. and, and, and the, the type of goal it is and how he does it. And he's like, for all for all his amazing qualities, and I think he's a brilliant Premier League operator, Antonio, and then perhaps he doesn't quite get the amount of goals he should, and he actually said that himself in, in the post match. But I quite like the idea. Didn't he say I, David Moyes said that? About yeah, him. probably did. Yeah, <laughs> but the idea of a Commonwealth Garden, just yeah. tough, hard working, brilliant, mm-hmm. consistent striker scoring a goal like that against Chelsea, it's kind of a bit like that's how you do it. Yeah, that's how you do it. Well, I think David Moyes said, you know, didn't he um, about 
Antonio's scoring record. He said he only got, was it four or five? Or very few in the Premier League mm. last season. And Moy said it can't get any better than this. <laughs> it just can't. <laughs> uh, but, no, but, but Vish, what did, what did you make of West Ham? Uh, yeah, I thought they were. I thought they were just as as Luke said, like really well organised. I think playing that Chelsea team, you know, this time of the season, is beneficial for them to a point. I mean, there was a moment when Raheem Sterling mm-hmm. was like twelve out of ten at the back end of that first half, yeah. where he was just cutting through them for fun. He, he looked great at times. He, he looked. Yeah. He looked. As they've got sharp good individuals. He, that's the yeah. point. Yeah, <laughs> Nicholas Jackson. I think he's. Yeah, but Vish is thinking about England. Quite a thrilling player to watch as well. Yeah. Um, and I thought he had, he, he actually had quite a good game but yeah the Antonio goal there were moments during that game where and we've spoken about Antonio a fair bit on this pod but one of the things I always adore about him he's a very unpretentious striker yeah. he's not too good to do you know bomb it up and down the wing and not get the ball like he will, he will never stop running he'll never stop giving mm-hmm. things up yeah. and he clearly relishes playing against like name players Yes, and there was a moment early on in the first half where he bumped Thiago Silva off the ball and he's clearly <laughs> like I'm going to just keep doing this yeah. I'm just yeah. going to be I'm going to be so annoying to you. Yeah. And the fact that he basically ends up one-on-one with Thiago Silva and you know smacks the ball in the corner through his legs was quite a beautiful thing. And even his celebration after that, bear in mind he's someone who loves a choreographed celebration. Yeah. He kind of lost himself, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He loved it. Vish, I'll just add to that very quickly. You know, for all the players that have come into the league over the last few years as strikers, tell me a player who's better up front on his own than Antonio. There probably isn't one. And tell me a player, a striker, who's better without the ball than Antonio. And I then, mean, the guy's an absolute colossus without the ball. He's, I mean, he must be an absolute dream to play with. He never stops running. Yeah. Erling Haaland's quite good up top on the <laughs> Apart I, from I Erling Haaland. Yeah, mm. True, actually, yeah. yeah. Might be a okay. niche for okay. I mean, you. He, he has only just gone, but Harry Kane has been the yeah. name, I'd say. <laughs> not, there, not in the Premier League anymore. Doesn't no, count. no, no longer that, exists. Uh, fine, it's okay, also yeah. worth pointing yeah, you out. Thanks. West Ham were fantastic when they went down to 10. Didn't fade yeah, them well, at all. You're they changed right. their game plan a little bit and they were still the better time. That's a damning indictment of what Chelsea brought to the game, I thought. I think, you know, that's a real key moment. Look at the timing of that sending off. What is yeah. it, about half hour to go? Yeah, Chelsea and, should and have been licking their lips. Exactly, and, 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 and West yeah. Ham go ahead and add another goal. And West Ham's efficiency as well, they had 24% possession yeah. at home yeah. and they still won 3-1 well, the stats, with 10 men. Yeah, as I said, the, the stats were very much in Chelsea's favour other than the most important one. Yeah. Um, but uh, Lucas Pachata, um, you know, as you said, that celebration was yeah. very, very passionate. Got to it? keep him, haven't they? Well, it's when you so see a player cute. celebrate like that, you almost think, is surely he's staying, you know. You might oh, no, underestimate football. how much people naturally just hate Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but West Ham will certainly want him um, staying there and uh, doing those... Um, those passionate celebrations. Uh, let us move on, uh, gentlemen, um, to Aston Villa 4, Everton 0. Everton recorded their second defeat of the season. Sean Dyche said he could have taken the entire team off at half-time. I mean, this is it's not an England-friendly in the noughties, uh, Shawnee. It's not quite, it can't get better, it just can't. It's, but it's, it's of the same species, that, isn't it? Can't I could have taken the whole team off at half-time. Yeah. I, 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 I want to say something here, and Mark isn't going to like it, so just strap yourself in. I think that might be the Michael Keane might have put in the worst individual performance yeah. I've seen for at least five years. Well, he's one of the few that I probably won't defend too much because I think he was a bit spicy towards Gorgeous Gareth. Oh, fair enough. Okay, he got a lovely oh. assist though. Well, yeah, exactly. Was, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I thought you went for England. And, and I, th- I thought, I thought going into this game, which is partly why I backed them to to win, I thought they've come on the end of a very difficult opening day mm. against Newcastle, and they must have 
absolutely, they must have been like a dog with two dicks <laughs> yeah. playing Everton at home the next game. Yeah. Because they look atrocious. Do you think that's what Emery, Emery um, obviously those players have the internet, but yeah. you know, maybe he said, look, I don't want you looking at the fixtures. Yeah. Okay. So because just in case they got battered by Newcastle, big he reveal. walked in there yeah. and went, like, oh, it's a tough game. It's like, a kid. <laughs> yeah. don't worry, don't worry. Because next week we've got Everton. Right! It's like a kid opening the PlayStation 5 on Christmas morning. <laughs> Can't believe their luck. The yeah. Thought Park of fixtures. There you go. <laughs> it is. I mean, it is like Thought. It was there. They were in a fucking great time. Jim they, Jim, they lost the first game 5 1, all right? Yeah. They're back on um, back on nothing uh, on, on zero goal difference now. They're, so they're, it's a proper like we weren't ready, we weren't ready. This yeah, is the yeah, real start. Yeah, 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 but yeah, um, Villa were really, really good, weren't they? They look look um, look pumping really. They didn't need to be good though. No, they didn't. That's the thing. You sense that if they had really, really wanted to turn on it, could, turn it on, it could have been more than this. But they played in a very sort of sensible, pragmatic Emery style. Still managed to score four goals. Moussa Diaby is so much fun. He so, is great. So much fun. He he almost scored one of the best goals you will ever see, and Pickford pulled off one of the best saves you will ever see. Yeah, it was a good save. Where he comes. comes comes over his shoulder on his weak foot and he smashes it on the volley. Pickford sees it late, pushes it onto the post. It was an incredible save. Yeah. Unfortunately, it came along, I think, just after some quite... Just some very, very rash behaviour from Pickford. Did Pickford watch Manchester United versus Wolves and you think, well, if Andre and Arna can get away with that, yeah. then That's I'll have a go myself. A really enjoyable foul, that. Yeah. As a big defender of Pickford, Marcus, mm, mm. you must just think to yourself... Like, much like Michael Keane. Yeah, you just must, must just think to yourself, just fucking calm down. It's fine. Get it, get it out of the way. Yeah, fine. So when yeah, okay. the real stuff happens, yeah. When you're, it, it, when you're, and you're playing in the championship, get it out. You can, you <laughs> get, can, out uh, get out of your system. Yeah, yeah. They, I'll tell you what, though. I would say this. I feel sorry for Everton fans. Oh my god, they've been oh, through the mill. It's not it's, just the fact that they are um, in a terrible situation. It, it's not just the fact that Sean Dyche looks a difficult fit for them. I understand why they brought them in, brought him in. It's the fact that every single manager that comes in mm. somehow seems like a bad fit, which tells you more about the club and, it does, and how it's being run than it does the manager. Yeah. I mean, the, the, uh, bad news for athletes everywhere is that Dominic Calvert-Lewin has injured his cheekbone. So mm. we're all, we're all hoping well. that that's, that that's that okay. so nasty but as well. The, the, um, the prevailing mood amongst Everton fans, from what I can see, is you would, you would think with the start of a season like this and all the problems they've had in terms of getting personnel in and the fact that the, the people in charge of getting the personnel in aren't very good at it in the first place, mm. they, they don't seem like anxious or stressed out. Just fed up. Just yeah. bored and fed up of it always being like this. I don't think there's there's been a sense in the preseason that would it would be any different from how it's been in the last few years. Well, why would it be? I mean, absolutely, and it's it's. it's I, I think so frustrating. I think uh, yeah, I would imagine. I don't know, but I didn't talk um, on Everton fans' behalf. But you know, I would guess that there is that sense of just exhaustion and dread, you know, kind of thing. And 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 it's difficult because some other clubs, you know, that you might even say, do you know what? This whole kind of oh we just survived relegation. It might be better to go down to the championship and go right. It's, it's, refresh, it's done, yeah. and you go there and, and you, you rebuild. But the problem with Everton's finances is it would be a disaster. Yeah. They they the have to everything. Yeah, they it's the financial um, uh, business with Everton that is so diabolical that actually you can't go down to the championship. And go, oh, we'll get the parachute payments, rebuild. You know, start to win every week, get a good feeling, and then roll back up, and then we'll see how we go because. Doesn't always work out like that. Leeds United fans know that. Nottingham Forest fans know that, um, and 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 a number of other clubs. But again, you can't even have that option because of how badly the club has been managed in 
20 years, 30 years, you could say. It's it's utterly ridiculous. And we're talking about a um, we're talking about a team that are an established top flight football team. One of the most successful sides in English football history. Yeah. yeah. Um, Huge history that club. We're, we're not talking about a team that, you know, flew too close to the sun at some point, yeah. you know, much like, you know, Leeds did in the early 2000s. Yeah, they didn't or... win a trophy and because of that, you know, did a Portsmouth or something. Yeah. You know? they, they, just bring you back in, bruv. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's that's quite, it is just damning. And I think like, I can understand what Dyche is saying, but I just like put myself in the shoes of those Everton fans. And like, if, if this is how your manager's talking two games two into games the season. At home as well. But they weren't yeah. that bad um, uh, against Fulham. In fact, they, they should have got something out of the game. They but, should have won well, the game. this is the two sides of their problem, yeah. isn't now, it? Fulham haven't had a great start of the season, obviously. You know. Even when they play well, they lose. Yeah. And, then, mm. and just it's the lack of goals. I mean, Neil Morpé, you know, he's, he's he's full of effort, you would think, but he just needs to get a couple under his belt, for crying out loud. So it is very, very damning um, indeed. And, you know, already... Uh, you know, you can see teams struggling. I mean, Wolves lost 4-1 at home to Brighton, but Wolves at least can look at the, the performance against Manchester United and go... So we can do it. Well, there was something there, but they're another side mm-hmm. who are not scoring goals, really. Um, but Everton, compare them to Everton. You know, you just think, yeah, OK, that game and the first game of the season, well, they looked a bit more likely, they looked a bit more lively, creative chances, still lost 1-0. And where do you go after Dyche as well? Yeah. When you've already broken glass for Sam Allardyce? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I honestly don't know. Paolo Di Canio? Or is that too old a reference now? <laughs> um, my goodness, like yeah. a debt collector? <laughs> <laughs> well, probably yeah. don't have a choice in that, do they? Indeed, yeah. Um, by the way, the mention of Wolves uh, obviously lost 4-1 at home to Brighton. Brighton was superb. Uh, Matt Cooper, the founder of one of the club's fan channels, tweeted this. Some fella chucked his season ticket on the pitch as I was leaving. First home game of the season. What a club. <laughs> That's just like a on perf- your phone anyway, right? It's just a performative thing though, right? Because yeah. then you just get a replacement. Yeah, I know. Like when you lost a Fulham one last season. That was through joyous celebration. Yeah, that's fair enough. But it got replaced, didn't it? It, it got replaced. Yeah, so I think he's just showing off. Yeah. I did Not that when someone threw one on Steve Bruce's face. <laughs> and Lambert as well at Vaston Villa. Yeah, exactly. How times change yeah. in football. McLaren the- at Middlesbrough as well had that. Almost yeah. certainly. Yeah. This is the funny thing that like you, you think, oh, but things can change in football. I mean, last season, Aston Villa versus Everton was Gerard versus Lampard. Yeah. You know, that how it changes. But yet Everton fans will stick their hand up and go, well, it doesn't change for us. Yeah. <laughs> that is the sad yeah. thing. Well, yeah, you, well, the other thing going was on at that club. the Champions League quarterfinal last year was contested between two former Everton managers in Carlo Ancelotti and Frank Lampard. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes. Well, he was he was Chelsea manager, yeah? Yes, yeah, he, he was, was. He was. Which means... That it, a very... Yeah. Well, okay, so maybe, maybe, that, maybe that is actually a good example because it highlights how it doesn't matter how badly you do with the club, mm. the only people stuck with it are the fans. What, what about this? Under this stewardship... Mm-hmm. Everton had Carlo Ancelotti as their manager. That is a mad stat. Mm, yeah. That's a mad thing to think of. It is mad. As George W. Bush once said, you can prove anything with facts. Do you mean? Are you still stalling because you don't want to talk about Fulham? Not really, no. Uh, well, no, I do because I want to talk about the refereeing performance. Oh, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. It was um, brave, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was. But that's one way of putting it, uh, Vish. Of course, Brentford uh, won 3 0 at Fulham. It was an awful, awful day for Fulham. You were at the game. I was at were the they game. Poor? It was a terrible mistake to let Brentford score yeah. um, the first goal. But Brentford went about their jobs very well. They probably shaded it in the first half, but it was fairly even. Well, Visser and Mbouma were good. They were just, yeah, were great. Yeah. I mean, the way Visser just gobbles up that chance. There's yeah. still a bit to do around the goalkeeper mm-hmm. and defenders there. But, I mean, he's flying. Mbouma gets a couple. Obviously, one um, the penalty of one when Fulham are pushing and they're, and they're down to 10 men. But the fact is they picked them off. Yeah. And once Fulham have got that sending off, Brentford just go, brilliant, we can just take it easy. Yeah. Take and, note, Chelsea. But the, <laughs> the, the, the way that... Um, 
um, Thomas Frank has, has kind of recalibrated his forward line to get more out of Vissa and Embuemo is really, really impressive, isn't it? And you would think actually with losing Mitrovic, you might want to look for internal solutions like that in Fulham, but that looks a lot harder. Is that fair? Yeah, probably. Um, I mean, Raul Jimenez started the game and, and he is a Premier League operator, but he you know, hasn't scored a goal for, for a he while. Got to, he got taken off, didn't he? He did get taken off, but I mean, by then, down right, to 10 okay. and the game's gone. I think Jimenez, is, is, he, he was a sensible signing. I don't think it is going to replace, I don't think he's going to replace Mitrovic's goals, but they now have a fair few quid in the bank to try and go and get somebody because obviously Mitrovic was a club record, um, you know, they say it's not a signing, a selling, if you like. Yeah. Uh, of, but they haven't revealed the number, have they? they well, I, it's, it's it's around sort of 46, 50 million is, okay. is, is, is what you're dealing with there. It's a shame for Mitrovic to go, but when that amount of cash is offered and he's clearly wanting to go, yeah. then, then, then there we are. Yeah, but but the sending off in that Fulham game and the penalty... It's it mad. It, it happened to where I sit, it happened right in front of us. And Tim Ream was judged to have made the foul. Very, very soft to And me. Ream... Mm who is experienced pro, he didn't leave the field because he was basically saying, don't worry, lads, VAR will sort this out. But that's the problem. And the referee didn't even go and watch the screen. The problem that was such a piss poor decision. The problem with VAR on that thing, we talked about this last week, is that it's the burden of needing to overturn it needs to be very, is very high. I know, I know. And so if, if, if the referee hadn't given it, there's no way the referee gives the VAR gives a penalty. Yeah, you're stuck. You're just stuck in that lane yeah. unless it's a massive error. Yeah. And to me, it looked very, very soft. And here's the problem with it: it's so consequential yeah. because at that point, it involves a player getting sent off. Exactly. It involves another goal. Exactly, the rest yeah. of it. So I, yeah, I, I'd be. But when you say it's soft, it, it wasn't a penalty. For, 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 well, there's contact there. Isn't there? Yeah, I mean, and that's why the that's why VAR can't overturn it. If there's no contact at all, they overturn it. Look, I want to give I'm you. Angry. I want to give you some. I, I, I quite enjoy having a, having a pop at you about it. But I'm on your team here. I think yeah. I think it's I think it's soft. Says the man who went Garnacho scored that late Man United winner against Fulham last season, just before the World Cup. You turned to me while they while he ran off to celebrate with the Man United fans. You went, oh, you've got to think about that now for about six weeks before the Premier League comes back. <laughs> <laughs> Just here to give you a dose of realism. There we are. Healthy dose of realism. That was a robbery, by the way. It's absolute stripey jumper stuff. We can't revisit that. Stripey jumper. Anyway, uh, everybody, let's uh, finish with the big news, of course, in the footballing landscape. A month after Lionel Messi arrived uh, into Miami, they've won their first ever trophy. Fizzer, barely as he left the door, they've won their first ever trophy. I mean, that does... That's the story, It does coincide with Messi, Busquets and, and, and Jordi Alba being at the club. We can't forget that. Fizzer out, silverware in. Yeah. How about that, Vish? Well, yeah, I mean, worked with the uh, the women's national team. <laughs> working with Inter Miami. Yeah. Is it worth getting him in your club for a bit? And then thinking, oh, yeah. Everton, 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 do it, oh do my it. God. It has to be. <laughs> he was captain of Everton. I know. Have yeah. these people not suffered Knows enough? Knows the club. <laughs> he does know the club. And what I liked about the um, Inter-Miami trophy presentation was, did you see Messi going up to DeAndre Yedlin? That was quite nice. It was lovely. Yeah. Just like... Imagine Cristiano Ronaldo doing this, that. This has even heightened our love for Messi yeah. and, our, and our disdain for Ronaldo, hasn't it? Because Ten goals in seven games for Messi. Yeah. yeah. He absolutely box office. Proving all so the doubt was so wrong. So for those who haven't seen it... Um, DeAndre Yedlin, I think, was captain before Messi came along and they obviously played some games in this competition before Messi had joined. So when it came to lifting the trophy, although Messi is captain now, he wanted Yedlin to be a part of the trophy celebration. So he kind of passed over the, the armband to him and, and got him as part of lifting the trophy with Messi, which I thought, I mean, I'm not going to be disrespectful to Yedlin. He's played in this country. He's obviously a, a, a decent pro in that. But for a, lot, a player of the, the stature of Messi to... Yeah make that gesture to a player like Yedlin. I don't mean disrespectful about Yedlin, but you understand what I mean. Yeah, of course. Yeah. He's an incredible 
thing to He's not as good do, as Messi, we can agree. I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, it's an incredible gesture, I thought. I yeah. thought it was a really yeah. nice touch. And, it, and what it does show is a little bit of self-awareness because it's not like... I'm coming in now mm -hmm. and obviously all the stories are all about me anyway because mm -hmm. they're always going to be because I'm the best player to ever play the game. Um, it's it's me winning this trophy, not into Miami. He's yeah. like, no, no, mm -hmm. it's, it's yeah. about yeah. you guys as well. And that's really important for him, for it, for him to, yeah. to be in a gel. Because I, I, as I said to you a few weeks ago, he can score goals in this league when he's 50. Yeah. I, I genuinely mean that, yeah. Messi. I mean, he's a player of his quality. Mm -hmm. But for him to kind of ingratiate himself in this way I think is a really nice but thing the difference do. is Messi said that when he left Barcelona he obviously wanted to stay he didn't want to really join anybody so therefore he didn't want to join PSG so we kind of had to and it, and it took a while but he didn't really sort of settle there I think it's fair to say into Miami he wanted to go he's up for this he's done everything that World Cup win is right I've, I've, I've achieved what I've wanted to achieve in football I'm of the age let's go and have a great old time yeah. in Major League Soccer and and you can just see it in his body language the way like the the, the first few goals he scores the way he points at those who, who who assist him and so on he's a bit like no I'm I'm one of you guys you know obviously he isn't in one sense but in another sense he very much is so I mean DeAndre Yedlin it would have been funnier if he Messi uh, goes to put the armband on him he's like no nah, nah, mate you lift it I will take your win bonus, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> I will take the stake in the club you've got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it takes a lot. Can I get Apple TV for free? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, would, it took a lot to uh, to beat Nashville because they had to win 10-9 on penalties. Yeah. Nice to see uh, Reese Witherspoon. Um, uh, did she bring the ball out? Or she, she was involved. involved. Sorry, what? She was involved, yeah. It's, this is America, baby. Yeah. You know, showbiz, as Childish baby. Gambino once said, yeah. he wasn't there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he should have been there. Pete's request. About, about a different thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah, how yeah. about that? Um, but yeah, and, and of course, Nashville managed by uh, Englishman Gary Smith, we think. Uh, listener uh, Carter for pointing that yeah, out to us. Smither. Ex-Fulham, <laughs> <laughs> ex um, it says on Wikipedia. Made, did he manage Stevenage for a while? He might well have done. I think, I think he, may, he may have played for... for um, uh, Stevenage, but no, no, you're right. He did manage Stevenage, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he won uh, um, um, a Major League Soccer uh, trophy with the uh, Colorado Rapids. There we go. Uh, back in the day, at the MLS Cup, he won, but he MLS didn't win. Royalty. He didn't win the League's Cup, which right. is this he one. Could, he couldn't compete against Lionel mm. Messi and Sergio Busquets. Yeah. It's a very cool um, competition, this, isn't it? Because it's between MLS clubs and Liga MX clubs. Which yeah, exactly. Is strange. It's yes. cool, and I'm all for it. Yeah, damn right, Jimmy. Damn right. There we are, everybody. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the Acast Creator Network. Luke and I. We'll be back for Ramble Reacts tonight after Crystal Palace versus Arsenal. Follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram and YouTube at Football Ramble. And don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app. There we are, everybody. Thank you, Luke Moore. Thank you. Thank you, Jim Campbell. Thank you. Thank you for Dujan Antaraja. Thank you. See you soon. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.